Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariyah on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. All right, bismillah. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arhamur rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you for your love. We ask you, Ya Allah, for the love of those actions that will gain your love, Ya Allah. And we ask you, Ya Allah, for the love of those people that love you, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you to make this a gathering by which our hearts gain more consciousness of you and more awareness of the reality of this life, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you to make this a gathering by which our sins are forgiven once we get up from this gathering. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Bismillah rahman rahim So we're in our sixth session uh, of the journey in which we're talking about the journey of the soul in the hereafter. Um, and in our last session, we covered two aspects of that journey. We covered the resurrection or ba'tha, when the souls are coming out, when the souls are blown out of the trumpet and they go into the bodies that are in the ground and they are resurrected from there. We talked about the resurrection and we talked about how every soul is going to be resurrected in the way that it, it died, in the way that it left the world. And so how important it is for us to be very careful about every action because you never know when, when it's your turn. You never know when you're going. And that last moment is how you come out of the grave. And so we talked about that. Um, and then we talked about this, this gathering of souls, this gathering of, of bodies, and all of these people now coming together. And this is called the hasher in Arabic, which just means the gathering. So the resurrection and the gathering is what we talked about. And now, brothers and sisters, we've actually reached what we could properly call Yom al-Qiyamah. Right? We've actually reached in this journey what we would call the day of judgment, the day of Qiyamah, the day of standing. Now the day of Qiyamah, when we study the Quran and Hadith, it has many different names. And the reason why it has so many different names is because the, the Hadith describe different things that are going to happen on that day. Right? And so one of the, the prominent, like one of the names that all of us know for the day of judgment is the day of Qiyamah. Where did that come from? Why is that one of the names? That's something we're going to look at today. So I'm going to continue on in the sequence of events right where we left off from. We left off, everyone is gathering together. Every single human being, every single jinn, every single shayateen al-jins, and, and all of them have gathered in this one place. And they're gathering in different forms. They're gathering in the last way that they died. Now remember one thing we said before I go forward. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, and he depicted this very explicitly, that everyone is resurrected on that day completely naked and completely barefoot. And people are given clothes. The Prophet ﷺ said, the one who gave clothes to someone in this dunya, Allah will start to give them clothes in this world. 
They will wake up on the day of judgment extremely thirsty. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said that the one who gave drink to somebody, good looks, the one who gave drink to someone in the dunya, they will be given drink on Yom Al-Qiyamah. And so we're picking up right from that moment. So I'm going to start from there. So the narration goes, all of the humanity has gathered. Everyone is there and they're standing in their spot. They're standing where they're at. And then the narration says, and all of the angels now start to descend. Now this is deep because we know that there are seven heavens above the earth. The Prophet in the Quran speaks about seven heavens above the earth. But now each layer, each heaven, the angels are now, are now coming down one layer at a time, one layer at a time, one layer at a time, one layer at a time. And so Imam Muhasibi, he describes this moment. He says, Hatta, he says, all of the angels come down. And while they are coming down, they're not quiet. They're glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But these angels realize how big this day is. These angels know that this is the day of judgment. This is the day we've been anticipating for so long. So he says that the angels are all coming down. So he says, I want you to envision them coming down in the size of their bodies as they're descending down and we're watching them. And he says, and then think about fatawaham fazaka. Think about how, how scared you're going to be and how confused you're going to be watching these creations, these angels all come down. And all of them, he says, their wings are humbled. Their heads are hanging. They're glorifying Allah because they know what's going on and what's about to go down. So then he continues. He says, Every layer of angels is coming down. It's time to show up and arrive at the plane of judgment because it's time for that big moment. The day of judgment is beginning. But you got to imagine, every time a level of angels comes down, now it's double the amount. So the angels at the seventh heaven came to the sixth. Now it's double the number because both are together. Then those group now come to the fifth and that whole group fourth, third, second, first, until now they're coming. And now the, the, the narration says all of the angels form a circle around all of the inswal jinn. So that means it's all about me and you at that moment. All these angels know it ain't us. We ain't getting judged today. It's about these cats right here. These are the ones who we've been watching our whole life. These are the ones we've been hearing about. This is the day we've been waiting for. But because they know Allah is coming, they too are kind of shook. They're not, they're not all like, oh, what's up? There's no big deal. They're coming completely humbled, glorifying Allah, surrounding all of the humanity at this plane of gathering. Hatta idha wafal mawqif, until all of the inhabitants of the seven heavens come down to this plane of judgment. And then, And then the narration says, once all of those angels arrive, the very next thing that the Prophet ﷺ described is that up until now there was a type of darkness. We talked about us being resurrected in a dark state where we know we're being called to this place of judgment, but we don't have light. And some people are given light. So up until this point, it's been dark. At this point, the Prophet ﷺ, he described in a clear narration, and I'm going to read the narration to you. 
um, the, a clear narration that says that at this point, the sun will be created and it will become close to all of the creation. So all of the creation are down on this plane of resurrection. Every human being is there, every single one of us. And Allah says that the sun is heated up seven times the, the heat of the sun now and brought close to all of humanity. Imam Qurtubi, he says, listen, if it wasn't for the fact that Allah created our bodies in a form that can't die anymore, we'd be done there. But the bodies are created with no more death. And so the sun is right there. The heat is, is beyond imaginable. And now they're all standing. And the narration tells us, I'm going to read this narration because it's very strong. The narration says that everyone is there. The sun is brought close. And the Prophet ﷺ said, the sun is brought so close, he used the word meal. The sun will be a mile away from their head. And this is a very authentic hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. So the narration says, Now here's where it gets the name Yawm Al-Qiyamah. What did we say? The day of judgment is called the day of standing. The Prophet in these narrations, he describes it as everyone is standing, but there's so many people that the Prophet said, imagine you have a quiver, right? Which you put arrows in, but the quiver bottom is like tight and you put the arrows in. Not every arrow is gonna touch the bottom, right? Imagine it's tight at the bottom and you put arrows in. Uh, just slide, slide forward a little bit. The brothers in the front, inshallah, uh, just slide forward so they don't have to be in the other room right there. Jazakallah khair. Okay, so the narration continues. The narration says that, because I, I really want us to truly envision what's happening at this moment. The Prophet said, everyone is gathered, but not only is it, are they very hot from the presence of the sun, but also on top of that, the Prophet said, blessed is the person that finds a spot for their two feet on that day. Meaning that's how, how tight it is. Like if you ever went for, a, for tawaf and hajj, right? You ever went for tawaf? And you go down right, like near the Kaaba, like some of us like to get down there. You know what I mean, Haytham? You look like somebody like to get down in there, right? Some of us like, you know, I'm going to do third floor. I'm going to keep it distance, keep y'all, you know, I'm American. We don't get close to people, right? Some of us, we like, nah, I came from America. I'm going to get right next to the Kaaba. There's moments during Hajj where you don't, you're not moving. The crowd's moving you. You just let go. You just let go, subhanAllah, and the crowd is just moving you. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, blessed is the person or, or, or fortunate is the person that finds a place for their two feet. Now the narration continues. So, so Imam Muhasibi, he explains here, he says, I want you to envision what's happening here. He says, the sun is right above. All of humanity is gathered together. Some people, their feet aren't even touching the ground. Their feet aren't even on the ground and the sun is right above their heads. Then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, because of the presence of the sun, people will begin to sweat. People will begin to sweat. And the Prophet ﷺ in the narration, he says, they will begin to sweat and sweat and sweat. And, 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 and now we have to think in a whole different dimension, y'all. When we talk about Qiyamah and the Akhirah, we're in a different dimension. Like, like we're not in the matrix no more, y'all. It's different rules. The Prophet ﷺ said they'll stand for a thousand years before anything happens. 
a thousand years before anything goes down. And people are just standing in that sweat. Then the Prophet them described what happens as they're standing in this sweat. I want to read this, this particular narration. The Prophet them said that each person will be, will be at their spot and they will begin to sweat. And because time is passing, the sweat will accumulate of all the people of the Day of Judgment. And as the sweat accumulates from the Day of Judgment, the sweat will go higher and higher. But you can't move your spot. The spot you're given on that day by the angels, you don't move. You stay there. So the, the Prophet Sallallahu said that the sweat will begin to rise. And then the narration says, you will stand in sweat according to your actions. What does that mean? Let's break it down. The Prophet Sallallahu said some people will be standing in sweat up to their ankles. I'm good. I'm all right. The Prophet said some people will have sweat up to their knees. Some people up to their wet waist. Some people up to their chest. Then the narrator, he said that the Prophet Sallallahu he began to make a gargling sound. And this is the actual Arabic. He says, gar -gara. He says, then the Prophet said, but there will be some people who are in a position that their sins are so much that the sweat that they are, are, are standing in or floating in, you could say, is right up to the, up to the mouth, right up to the mouth. And, and so this is the depiction of the Day of Judgment. Nothing has happened. We talk about scales. We talk about the bridge. Nothing has happened for this first thousand years. Everyone is standing in this place. The angels are around. And then what happens next? Listen to this. The narration goes forward. The feet are slipping. People are overlapping one another. Uh, and the narration continues. There are some people. The sun is brought close to them. And it's very close. And there are some people who are right under the sun. They are feeling the heat of the sun. Standing in their own sweat. But however, there are some. There are some people who are standing under the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's stop and talk about this. In Surah Haqqa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, That after the sun is brought, one more thing happens. There's one more thing. The next thing that happens is the angels that are called Hamalatul Malaika. These are the angels that carry the throne. The Quran says in Surah Haqqa, that normally there are four angels or four sets of angels that carry the throne of Allah. But on this day, because of the anger of God and because of the serious nature, the Quran says that there will be eight sets of angels that are carrying the throne of Allah and they bring the throne of Allah to this mahshar, to this place of resurrection. So everybody is standing there and the throne is set up there. Now, <laughs> subhanAllah, the sun is blazing, people are in sweat, People are in different situations. As we said, not everyone has clothes. Not everyone has anything to drink. Some people do. Everyone is in a state according to their own actions. And that depends on how you lived your life. But then the Prophet Sallallahu he said something extremely powerful. The Prophet Sallallahu he said, but on that day, there will be some people who will be under the shade of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala on uh, of his throne on that day. No judgment has happened. I need everyone to understand. We are nowhere near hisab yet. We are simply waiting. Now, I want y'all to understand something. I don't know about y'all, but when my mother went to the PTA meeting, the scariest part was waiting for her to get home. 
Yo, I, when she got home, I could take the whooping. I, okay, we got whoopings, but whatever. All right. Do, do you, you know what I mean? But whatever. You know, I could take this, the, 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 the whatever, the punishment. The worst thing was the weight, yo. That two hours she dipped, PTA was at 7. I know she's going to get home at 8.30. Man, that was the longest half hour and a half. The weight. Up until now, people are standing, waiting for judgment. It hasn't begun yet. And so one of the things to, to remember is that we haven't even got to judgment. We haven't got to uh, standing before Allah. We are only standing on the day of judgment, gathering everyone, building up the, to the climax of this judgment that is impending and hasn't even begun yet. All of the angels present. The throne of Allah comes. Everyone is in a different state. Some people don't have a place to stand. Some do. Some people are, are, are got, got, got uh, dripped like crazy. Some have no clothes. Everyone is in a state according to the actions that they lived in this life. And, and it all has to do with how you lived. So this narration is deep. The narration says, the, 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 This is Sahih narration. The sun comes close until it's only a mile away. People will be in sweat according to their actions. As I said, some to their ankle, some to their knees, some to their waist, and some... It will be right in their mouths. And everyone is just, what's going on? The Prophet said, but hold on. Everyone will be in a different state according to how you lived. How about the people who were arrogant in life? How about those people that walked around thinking they were it? They were, everything was about them. The Prophet said in a sound narration, he says, Different realm, I'm going to say it again, different dimension. The Prophet ﷺ, he says that the arrogant people will be resurrected and gathered the size of really small human beings and covered in, in, in disgrace. SubhanAllah, when I was like thinking about this sweat at people's levels, one of, one of the things I was like, SubhanAllah, like we've seen so many movies, CGI, I can imagine anything now, the things that we've been able to see through media. But I'm trying to picture this so I can imagine I'm there. And then I read this narration that you're assuming everyone's the same height. The prophet's like, no, the arrogant people, uh-uh. Those people, they don't deserve to be as big as everyone because they thought they were bigger than everyone in the world. So when they're resurrected, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them smaller than everyone. Why? To feel that disgrace. To feel that disgrace. We're amongst all of these people. And, and here we are, we're nothing. People are just overlooking us, we're nothing. And so I, why am I telling you this? What is the purpose? The purpose of this is to realize that it's not, it's not everyone going through the same thing. It's so diverse on this moment and you can just picture different scenes of what's going on there, what's going on here, what's going on to these people. And, 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 and I'm gonna focus on the other people too because I really want it tonight to be a night of hope so we can realize the good happening too on that moment. But I wanted to, to, to just a few more, just a few more of those who are in not a great state. There's another narration that says, The people that have the most. This is a scary narration, y'all, because we are the 1%. Let's be real, y'all. We are the 1% in this room right now. This narration says, What does akthar mean? What is Akhtar? Qalam Institute, students, you know what I mean? This is a place of learning for higher education in Arabic. There you go. Shameless plug right there. What is Akhtarun? Those who have the most. 
The Prophet said, Don't get sad, listen to the rest. They shall be in the lowest position on the day of judgment when everyone's resurrected. Except, but then the Prophet said, The Prophet is like, except for the people that take their money and they're like, yo, 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 hakada, 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 hakada. And وَكَسَبَتَيِّبْ And they earn good. So it's not, the problem isn't having all the wealth that will bring you at the lowest position يوم القيامة. The problem is that you got to be really generous with it. If you're 1%, you got a big responsibility, man. You got fam to take care of. You got a community to look out for. You got a globe, to, a, a world to care about. And it's not about them. It's actually about you on يوم القيامة. Where am I going to be on يوم القيامة? Here's another one that really scared me. The Prophet said, remember, today we got to see who you really are. That's what today is about. So the Prophet said, there will be flags connected to certain people. Like, like, like legit, you ever see the, the golf cart? It has like the flag joint with it. Like a flag. You're resurrected, there's a flag. You can't separate from it. Where are these flags? What are they about? Listen to this narration. When Allah gathers everyone. So we all know we're at the spot where we're just gathered. When Allah gathers everyone on the Yawm Al-Qiyamah, crazy. Every person that ever cheated another person will have a flag next to them. And then the Prophet said, the flag, depending on how much you cheated is how big the flag is. You know, 50 cents, a buck, real quick get out of a ticket, real quick this, that. Skim on this, skim on that. Okay, little flag. People still see, oh, you must, oh, you a shady, yo. <laughs> you can't even hide that joint. It's right there. Habibi, I see you. But what about those who embezzle thousands, man? For real. What about those with the big flags on Yom Al-Qiyamah? We, exactly, we need to be aware. On Yom Al-Qiyamah, I'm resurrected. Is it worth it? Is that 25 grand worth it, Habibi? A flag, Yom Al-Qiyamah, right next to you, Day of Judgment, a flag, everyone can see, and the flag says, this is a cheater. This is a cheater. And guess what? You want, you know, you want to know what really made it hurt when I thought about this? Guess who sees that flag? The Prophet, The Prophet, your Nabi, my Prophet, your Prophet, sees this flag on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Is this what you did after I left? In another narration, the Prophet wasallam said, when we're all gathered, the narration says that anyone who stole anything, that thing that they stole, that thing that they stole will be put on their back and that whole time we're standing, better get those quads right. They have to carry that the whole time. They have to carry that the whole time. There was a beautiful narration I can, I can read to you. It's a very beautiful narration where the Prophet ﷺ, he mentions different things. He's like, I see a man coming on Yom Al-Qiyamah with a, with, a, with a goat on his back, and he can't drop it, he can't let go. And he looks at me and he goes, Ya Rasulullah, help me. And he goes, no, balagtu. He goes, no, I already told you. I can't help you right now, I already told you. I already told you, I already told you. The last one I share until we look at the good side of Qiyamah, the last one, are those who steal and take other people's land and homes and bulldoze their homes and take over land. 
the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Man akhada min al-ardi shay'an, whoever takes another person's land, any little bit. You know, you get your, your, you're fixing your fence and you just expand it a little bit. Little bit, let alone what's happening in Philistine. Let alone what happened to the Native Americans. Talk about land. Talk about land. The Prophet said, whoever took another person's land, I don't know how to envision this, but on the day of judgment, the earth that they stole will be, will be piled over them and over them and over them and over them over and over again. I mean, the, what we see happening around the world, sometimes you're like, Ya Allah, when will these people be held accountable for this land that they're taking? <laughs> this is the day of judgment. This is the day of of justice, la dhulmalyon. You wanted the land so bad here, carry it for the a thousand years on the day of judgment. Khamsina alfa. Carry it for 50,000 years on the day of judgment. So that is the tough side. And I wanted today to, I was like, I'm walking in the, I, I was like, today we're gonna feel good. I was like, cause for six, for five halakas, we've been like, yo, this is heavy. So let's look at the other side of Qiyamah too. So that we can be amongst those good people. The Prophet وسلم, the first thing you need to understand, the Prophet وسلم, the key to being safe on the day of judgment, remember everyone, there's no scales yet, you haven't walked the bridge, you haven't looked at your deeds, you don't got your book yet, we're just standing. The way to be secure, listen to this, there's a hadith Qudsi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah. Allah says, wa izzati wa jalali, la ajma'u li abdi amatain aw khawfain. This is a deep one. I will never give my servant two fears or two senses of security. What does that mean, Yoris? What does that mean? In huwa, if he feels secure in this world, he or she may feel fear on the day of judgment. But if in this world they were fearful, there's no more fear for them. Yo, this is heavy. This is heavy. The Prophet is teaching that if you live a life of consciousness, awareness, like, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, I need you. I'm worried about the Day of Judgment. If that thought hits you, that thought won't hit you on the Day of Judgment. So right there, we know the, we know, we know the medicine. But if you feel, if you never have the thought, like, am I going to be good on the Day of Judgment? If you just live like, oh, I'm good. La ilaha illallah. I'm good. I'm good. Then the Prophet says, you don't get two senses of security. Same way you don't get two fears. Okay, what about this shade? What about this shade? So the next thing that happens. Oh, this was supposed to be a good one, but bear with me, yo. Bear with me, yo. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So there's one more thing I wanted to highlight. There's a verse, Al-Akhillau yawma idhin. Aduwan. There's a narration that says, you know, you're a wingman. <laughs> this is crazy. People will be chained together. The people that you did good with, the people that you did bad with, you'll be chained with them. The time that you wanted to distance yourself, you won't be able to distance. And, and this is the day of judgment still. Like the day I need to be distant from you, man. When stuff goes down, we instantly, I delete names, you delete names from the whole phone book, receipts, I don't even know you. But at this moment, 
The narrations say that a person Two close friends that were friends will be enemies at this moment. They want to distance themselves except the muttaqeen. The muttaqeen, the people of taqwa, they will love each other. And we're going to look at that right now in a moment. So this shade, the sun is close. People are sweating. People are in all different states. Some people are small because of their arrogance. Some people have a flag going up as high as everyone could see because they cheated the world and they cheated everyone and thought they could get away with it. Some people are carrying stuff on their back because they stole that thing in the world, right? Now, the Prophet says, but some people are good. Who are the people that are good? Let's look at a few of these. These are heavy. Number one, Samihni. Muhammad. Okay, number one, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Seba'atun, Seven people will be under the shade of God's throne. Like, you are protected. You're special, VIP, penthouse. Come over here. You got your stamp? Okay, come on in. Who are these people? Seven of them. Seven, not people, seven types of people. My teacher used to say, yo, get in where you fit in. Find one of these categories, Habibi. Become one of these people. Just so you can be like, I got my ticket. I'm VIP. Who are these people? Number one, Al-Imam Al-Adil. The leader who was just. Leader of something. You were the boss. You were in charge. You were in charge of a country. But you were just. You were fair. You, you, you knew that God would question you, so you were fair with everyone. Number one. Number two, and it gives me encouragement seeing this room. A young male or female who grew up worshiping Allah. Just grew up. Y'all lucky. I didn't become Muslim until I was like 19. But y'all was like running around the masjid like, MashaAllah, you running around. Alhamdulillah, I ain't learned that till I was 19. Y'all blessed, man. Y'all blessed. Shabun nasha'a fi ibadatillah. A young person who grew up in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such a blessing. Such a blessing. So this person will be under the throne. Some of y'all already got it. You good. Warajulun. Ah. Warajulun. A person. Qalbuhu mu'allaq bil masjid. So, yo, you know, my teacher, he used to say, that some people, when they walk in the masjid, it's as if they hang their heart or put their heart on the shoe rack. They come in, they pray, but they, they all the time they're here, they're like, I got to dip. The heart is on the shoe rack, yo. The, the heart is like, I got I to gotta go. I got I to go. I got to go. I got to go. Imam, you're taking too long. Like, all right, he's got 20 minutes left. Okay, go. Like, qalbuhu mu'alliq ala, he is on the shoes. But there are some people who they leave the masjid and they're like, I can't wait till next Wednesday, yo. I can't wait till hard work, yo. I can't wait till the next halakha. I can't wait till the Like the whole week, you just like, dang, when the next halakha, yo? I need that hit. قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقْ بِالدِّينِ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقْ بِاللَّهِ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقْ You got it. You get the point. So the third one, what's this, number three? Someone whose heart is connected to the, the gatherings of remembrance of Allah. 
That's, just think of that. Just think of that. Is your heart connected? And heart connected is like when you leave, you're like, yo, when am I going to be back at that joint? That's how you know your heart is connected. You know, there are people, their heart's connected to the gym. No, for real. For real. Let's keep it real. There's people, the moment they leave the gym, they're like, yo, when am I going okay, to Tomorrow, after today, okay. I'll be back. Cool. What's your heart connected to? What place do you leave that you start thinking as you leave when I'm going to be back? Right? Think about that. Next one, number what? Four? Ah, yo. وَرَجُلَانِ تَحَابَا فِي اللَّهِ اجْتَمَعَا عَلَيْهِ وَتَفَرَّقَا عَلَيْهِ All right. There are some people you know in the dunya, you only know them because of something y'all do together. Okay? Like there are some people, I use the gym again. I only know you because we ball together. Like we have a great game every time we ball. I'll see you next week. Okay? There are certain people who you gather with them. Like my wife got this whole like, like, like homeschool crew, right? These are her homeschool peoples, right? Like we all have different peoples that we gather over something. You feel me? Now check this. The hadith says, how about those two people that only love each other, meet each other, and dip for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do you have anyone who you only get together with them for the sake of Allah? No, no, we don't got no side business deal on the side. Plus he's my habibi too. No. Only for the sake of Allah. I know, alhamdulillah, I got one brother. And we keep it real. Like, he's going to check me, I'm going to check him. It's all about Allah. There's no other thing. Like, if it wasn't for the deen, there would be no other reason for us to, to kick it. What do we, we get together for the sake of Allah? And we dip for the sake of Allah. That's it. So, who's the fourth people? Two people? Two people. And you may be thinking, this is easy. Yo, it ain't easy. First of all, friends are hard to come across. If you get two friends in this, in, y'all young, y'all think y'all got a lot of friends. Nah. You get my age, you realize if I get two homies, I'm good. Like, like aces I'm talking about. Like, you know, subhanAllah. So the point is, the point is, it's only for the sake of Allah. That's it. How do you know if it's for the sake of Allah? Y'all keep checking each other for the sake of Allah. I have someone I'll call and he'll check me. Yo, Mikael, how was your heart during that halakha? You seemed like you were chilling a lot. I'm like, yeah, you're right, man, whatever, whatever. And I'll check him. Someone that you love only for the sake of Allah. That's it. It's hard to do it with like children and stuff because you love them because they're yours. Not, yeah, I ain't ready for it. Let's keep going. Forget it. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Oh, this is deep. This is deep. Y'all ready for the next one? What number is this? Warajulun. And this is for a woman as well. All of these are both. Warajulun talabatu imra'atun. Let's be real. This is dunya. Warajulun. A man or woman who was seduced by a wealthy, beautiful, opposite gender person. Like Yusuf alayhi salam. Wealthy and got dough? Y'all acting pious. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's acting pious. Okay. That's a fitna. Money and beauty? Brothers, be real. You get a smile and you like, yo, she was thinking about me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it real, 100. You get a smirk. You be like, hi, how are you? You be like, there it is. There it is. She wants to marry me. Hey, bro, she said hello. She said, excuse me. Can you move out the way? <laughs> now, this is a, a, a beautiful woman, a beautiful man with wealth. 
rolls up in his whatever. <laughs> and then they literally like, you are beautiful. Let's bounce and not go to halakha. Right? And you're like, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. This opportunity, what am I going to do? The Prophet ﷺ said, if in that moment, your fear of Allah can overcome that moment, you will be under the shade of Allah's arsh on the day of judgment. That's it. You did it. You passed. That's a hard test right there. That's a hard test right there. Allah. May Allah never put us through fitna. Like, out of all these, I'm just trying to be connected to the masjid. I don't need that fitna. Don't ever ask Allah to test you. You don't want tests. You don't want tests. May Allah protect us. This person goes, no, 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 no. Nope. This person will be under the shade. And number seven. No. Six. I got you. Warajulun. Warajulun. Tasaddaqa. Akhtha. A person that gives sadaqah so quietly, it's a metaphor, so quietly that the right hand doesn't know what the left hand gave, or vice versa. It's just a metaphor that you give it so low key. Wifey doesn't even know, husband, mom, dad, nobody knows. Once a month you give 50 bucks, 20 bucks to such and such charity. Nobody knows, yom al-qiyamah, you're good, you're under the shade. You kept it low for your whole life. Next one, last one, and this is one of the most beautiful one. We all have sins. We all have major sins. We all have things that flags on Yom Al-Qiyamah. I'm scared of billboards, man. I'm scared of billboards. So this next one right now, when you're by yourself, you need to think about this next one. وَرَجُلًا أَوْ imra'a, A person, ذَكَرَ اللَّهُ a person is sitting by themselves and they think about Allah and they think about what they've done. They think about the blessings they have. They think about all the gifts that Allah has given them. And then this sin I did and that sin and then I don't pray and I don't do this and I don't do that. And while they're thinking of that, their eyes don't even cry, they get wet. The person says, the, the Rasul says, فَفَاضَتْ فَاضَتْ doesn't mean cry. It just means like when the tears start to come. That person, under the shade, inshallah. Under the shade, inshallah. Beautiful. I'm sure that's been one of us. I'm sure that's happened to you. You're by yourself and you're thinking about what you've done. All of us know if, we, if people knew, they wouldn't even let us walk through that door. You know it. Like, yo, you can't come in here. Uh-uh. Think about that sin. Think about the blessings of Allah upon you by yourself with nobody around. Phone away, everything off by yourself and watch what happens to you. And no, inshallah, if that, that water comes, that wetness comes from your heart, inshallah, you'll be under the shade of Allah's throne, yom al qiyamah. <laughs> How you get in here, yo? You got mad sins. Yeah, but I cried, yo. <laughs> you got mad sins. How you get here? Yo, you didn't know what I was doing at night. I was crying. I hated this, man. I wanted to get out of the sin, but I was weak. I used to cry at night. I used to cry at night. I know this one brother, a close friend of mine, he told me about, I got to be as ambiguous as possible. He told me about a friend he had. And his friend was stuck in a sin. And I was a new Muslim. I was new. This was like 20 years ago. I was mad judgy, judging people by the external. New Muslim, don't blame me, okay? I've grown. So I'm talking to him about my man and like, yo, he can become better and help him. 
He pulled me to the side. He says, you know, my sister, who's married to this man, my sister tells me that even though he hides it, every single night he goes into the closet and she can hear him just crying. Just crying. He can't get out the sin. He's stuck. He hates it. Every night he's weeping. That I changed everything. You never know how people cry at night. And here I am walking around all arrogant. No. You never know what people do in the middle of the night. You never know. Few more. Few more. Another way to be under the throne. This is big. After we finish all these, there's something we're going to realize too. Listen to this. The Prophet Sallallahu in a sound narration, قَالَ Somebody owes you money. Listen up. Somebody owes you money. The Prophet says, They tell the person, Ya nah, later, man, you good. It's time for them to pay you. They owe you. You have a haq. The Prophet says, You do one of two things. You tell the person, No, you're good. Don't worry about it. You got time. Do you know what it does? I lived with a single mother who was always behind on bills. Do you know what it does when you find out you got more time to pay back? You know what it feels, do y'all know what it feels like to find out you ain't got a, I got a month more? Ooh, a month? Oh, God bless your heart. You know, the, you know what it feels like to alleviate that off of somebody? I've seen my, I've seen it. I can't explain it to you, I've seen it. The stress from death. The Prophet said, for you to tell someone no later, Allah will place you under the throne or, but here's even better, you go, yo, you're good. You're good. What does that mean? Forgives it. You're good. You're good. In another narration, in another narration, the Prophet he said, mu'min. Very well-known narration. Whoever opens up a difficulty for another believer in this world, Allah will open up a difficulty for the, on the day of judgment. Flag on your back, land on your back, different issues you got on the day of judgment, sweat up to your, your, your nostrils. You need to look around this room and find people you can help. Find people you can help. This is a big one. So mennafasa, whoever helps another believer. How about this? This is a big one. Family, family, family. What can we say? Look at this narration. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, I told you everybody's different, right? This hadith is crazy. The people who were just in their families, will be sitting on, th on member. You know, the member is, Colin, we ain't got a member yet, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, member, a member is like what you see in the masjids, right? Manabir min nur, a member of light. And they're sitting on it on the day of judgment. I mean, people are drowning in sweat. People are hot. People are this. And this person is, is sitting comfortably, drink, food, clothes, sitting on in, 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 in honor. Everyone's like, who's my man? Who is sister? Who is this? The Prophet said, Sitting on the right side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who are these people? Listen closely. These are the people that were just with those that they 
uh, those were under them and their families. Listen, we have major crises of faith amongst the, gener the, the, the 20s generation. And a lot of it has to do with people not being just in the family. And I think this is so important for us to understand. In this room, I can see there's different ages here. It's so important for fathers, and I'm a father. I'm a father of two daughters and a son. And one of the most important things is for my children to know more than anything. Mikael, you're going to teach them to pray? Mikael, you're going to teach them how to read Quran? Yes, but you know what I'm going to teach them first? I love them more than anything else. I was on the phone with a Qalam student today. He has a five-month-old and a, like a four-year-old. I said the most important thing, Habibi, right now is that that child needs to know that you love them more than anything. Anything. He's like, it's funny you say that because we never used to hear that when we were growing up. I was like, exactly, break the cycle. Break the cycle. He said, Sheikh, what about discipline? What about discipline? I said, there's a hadith which everyone likes to ignore. Anas bin Malik says, I was with the Prophet for 10 years as a young boy. You know how boys are? All these men in here. Anyone raise a boy? You got a little brother? Anyone got a little brother? Yo, my boy is great. Alhamdulillah. Where's my boy at? Where's he at? I don't know. Okay, he's right there. Yeah, my boy's great. He's listening. Now he's at the age he can listen. He's like, Baba, I heard what you said in front of those 200 people over there. Like, anyways, so they're, they're, they're rough. Anas bin Malik says, for 10 years I served him. He said, he never said to me, why did you do that? And why didn't you do that? You know, everyone narrates this hadith and immediately they caveat it. Different time, Prophet was different, Anas was a very special boy. <laughs> he, he had adab, like a, he, was, he was different. Stop, stop, full stop. The Prophet never said one time, the Prophet told him, hey, I need you to go there, do this thing for me. So he, he went and he said to him, don't stop, go straight there. So he went and on his way, he saw kids playing soccer or some sport, so he starts playing. He's like, I'm playing, and all of a sudden, I feel a hand on my neck. And I look back, and it's the prophet smiling at me. And he's like, are you, did you happen to finish what I asked you? He's like, yeah, I'm on my way right now. And that's all he said. When love is there, everything is easy after that. When, you, when your children know you love them, Baba, I want to pray with you. Mama, I want to pray with you. So we have to stop the cycle of no love. We have to begin a cycle of love. That's how we train the next generation. And unfortunately, we've, we've, some of us who thought we weren't uncles became uncles, and all of a sudden now we're doing the same thing the previous generation was doing. So this right here is al-muqsitina, the people who are just in their families, ala manabir min nur They're sitting up chilling on members of light on the day of judgment. How much time do we have? Four minutes till Maghrib? Okay. Um, so the next thing, I want to set up for the next class, inshallah. Huh? We're good? Eight minutes till Maghrib? Okay, let me read this narration then. Bismillah. Um, everything we did today, I kind of just wanted to build up the Day of Judgment. I wanted us to understand this point of the Day of Judgment. What has happened so far? Everyone is gathered in one place. All of the angels from seven heavens come and surround the khalq, surround mankind and the jinn. And at this point, the sun is brought. We already did this, I'm recapping. Then the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is brought. Angels bearing the throne. And when the angels bear the throne, some people are under the shade, some are not under the shade. Everyone is in a different state, and we stand in that state for over a thousand years in that state. Different dimension. Our minds can't even process a thousand years. Different dimension. So we're standing in that state. 
And then the narration says that the next thing that happens is the intercession, the request for Qiyamah to begin. And I'm going to read the narration that talks about that. I'm just going to start the narration. I don't know if we'll be able to, how much of it we'll be able to finish, but I'm going to start the narration, inshallah ta'ala. So the narration says, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. I mean, I mean, before I read this narration, I want us all to appreciate there, I think, that if you look at all the things that will protect you on the day of judgment, it's service to other people, yo. Stop being selfish. Stop thinking about yourself. Become a person that naturally is concerned with the next individual. How can I help the next person? How can I better them? How can I make them feel loved and appreciated? You walk out this masjid, you see someone that's looking a little down, don't walk past, that's your qiyamah right there. That's your qiyamah right there. How are you, Habibi? If the person says, yeah, I'm just trying to figure stuff out, say, yeah, let me sit down and figure it out with you. How are you? What's up? A lot of brothers, they say that I'm figuring some stuff out. And we'd be like, all right, let me know when you're done. <laughs> Text me back when you're done. No, you just missed the golden opportunity. If a brother tells you he's trying to figure stuff out, that means you need to sit there and help him. And what does help mean? Shake, I ain't a psychologist. Okay, let me teach you. You just got to listen. You just got to listen. Listen with no alternative agenda, no rush, no phone, no I got to be somewhere. Just listen. Tell me what's going on. I'm here. And wallah, you'll solve so many people's problems. And if, and if you're negligent of salah, psalm, fasting, you don't wake up for tahajjud, at least inshallah, we're under the shade because, hey, I helped people out as much as I could. That's all I got. That's all I got. And some of us do it natural. I had a friend, same friend. Man, we were leaving the masjid. I, I put myself out there. I do this. I was driving. I did Jummah. I was tired. He was in the car. I'm like, we're about to go grub. On the way out, there was someone fixing a tire. We drove past him. He just looked at me. And I was like, er. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Got out, changed the tire. And then we got back in the car. He's like, Sheikh. I was like, I know, yo. I'm sorry. I'm not bad. Some of us, it comes naturally. Some of y'all are so open hearted. You just see it. You just see it. That is a great blessing from Allah. Don't lose that. Help people. Help people. Help people. All of these hadith that talk about being in the shade of on that day are people that help other people, man. We all got sins. All right. So the next thing is, uh, yes, the next thing is the intercession. So let's do a little bit of this. It's a very beautiful hadith. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. An Abi Huraira. Wherever I get to by the time of Maghrib, inshallah, I'll get to and then we'll pick up from there. Does everyone understand the chronological order where we're at? Resurrected, gathered on the plane, angels came down, sun was brought close, the throne of Allah was brought there, people are all in different states, everyone is in, in a different fashion. And then at this point, after thou, a thousand years have passed, this is what the, the Prophet taught us is going to happen next. And Abi Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, Atan Nabi yawman bi lahman. The Prophet was sitting one day and some meat was brought. Right? The Prophet liked to eat meat. He wasn't a vegan. He liked meat. Right? Be lahman. I'm just keeping it real. The Prophet had a dirah. He liked meat that had the bone on it. You know what I mean? Like the tamahawk joint. You know what I mean? I ain't saying he ate that, but he just liked the, he liked the bone on it. So dirah, it still had the bone on it. And the Prophet Abu Huraira says he really liked that, that, that cut. Right? He liked that part of the, the thing. The Prophet just bit into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever, cool. Right? <laughs> then the Prophet ﷺ, what did he say? He said, nas It's a deep hadith. It's long. We, we'll get through part of it. 
I am the leader of humanity on the day of judgment. Do you know why that is? Everyone's like sitting there listening. Allah will gather all of humanity in one place. The awwalin wal akhirin, the first and the last of people. They will hear a caller. Remember we said last, last week when we resurrect, we hear this caller saying, Oh mankind, come, come, come forward, come forward. Nobody's hiding. Come forward. They begin to see things that they never could see before. Eyes are different. I can see angels now. You can see the throne of Allah. Everything is clear. As the, uh, as the Quran says, uh, the, the, what is it? That uh, the hijab will be lifted. Everything. They see everything clear now. Angels, everything. The sun is brought close. Everyone is scared and worried. Unimaginable. They can't take it. Now this is after. This is why I love the narration. Because where it starts right now is after everything we've studied today. They will say to one another. People will say to one another. Don't you see this punishment we're experiencing on this day of judgment? Don't you see? Do you see the, the panic, the difficulty, the hardship? Do you see what's going on? And what happens next? Why don't we go and ask someone to go to our Lord? Look what they're asking. To start the judgment. They, and another narration says, even the people, even the people who know that they are damned, they are thinking something must be better than this moment we're in right now. Let's start the day of judgment. It can't be worse than this. It can't be worse than this. So they're saying, let's start, please. How? And remember I was saying like the PTA meeting, waiting? Everyone's just waiting, waiting, waiting. And it's, it, the, the anticipation is killing people. Metaphorically, that is. Let's go to someone to intercede. Here we go. Beautiful narration. It to Adam. They'll say, let's go to Adam. Adam This is the day of judgment, everyone. Ya Adam, Anta Abu, Abuna, Abu al-Bashar. You are our father. You are the father of humanity. Allah created you with his own hand. He blew his own soul into you. And he ordered the angels to prostrate to you. Please intercede before, for us before our Lord. We want Qiyamah to begin. Do you see the plight that we are in right now? Don't you see how difficult it is? What does Adam say? Inna Rabbi. He says, nah, yo. Today, Allah is angry in a way he's never been angry before. He told me not to eat from that tree, and I did. Nafsi, nafsi. He'll say, I'm worried about myself. I'm worried about myself. One of the narrations I was reading today said, one of the things that everyone will hear people saying at that moment is, me, what about me? Nafsi, nafsi, what about me? What about me? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so Adam, he says, no, I messed up. He made one mistake and he shook, y'all. How many did we make today? 
Idhabu ila Nuh. Go to Noah, he says. So they'll go to Noah and they'll say, Ya Nuh, you are the first messenger after the flood. Allah called you Abdan Shakur. Ask Allah to begin the day of judgment. Please, don't you see what we're going through? Don't you see the difficulty? Don't you see these flags, this humiliation? Noah will say to them, uh-uh. He says, no, nah, Allah is angry today. Allah is angry today. You know, you know, subhanAllah, I ain't trying to lighten this, but I want you to understand it. You know, like some, some of the siblings, they think they're the favorite. So whenever we need something done, we go to that one. You're like, go talk to Abu. Go talk to Mama. Why are you asking me? Oh, we, you know why we asking you. She love you the most. But there's some days Mama's hot. Even that favorite sibling goes, nah, uh-uh. I ain't asking Mom nothing. She's angry like she ain't never been angry before. These are the awliya of Allah. These are the anbiya of Allah. The chosen by God. But they know Allah. And they're saying, uh-uh. There's no way. I'm not asking Allah for anything. Not today. The narration continues. It's a long narration. What time is it? We good? Just a, a bit more. A bit more. It is a beautiful narration. So let's finish this one. So they'll go to... Uh, He'll say, no, 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 go to, go to Ibrahim. He says, oh, he has to say, he says, no, inni qadakanat li da'wa. He's like, I had one dua to make and I made it against my people. I'm scared today about myself. I'm scared today about myself. Go, go to Abraham. Go to Ibrahim. They'll go to Ibrahim. Ibrahim, who was he? We learned two weeks ago. He's the first one when resurrected to be given clothes. He's chosen by God. He's loved by Allah. But today is a different day. So what does he say? They say, Ya Ibrahim, Anta, Nabi Allah, Khalilahu. You are the friend of God. Ishfi'alana. Go, please. You see what we're going through. Ask Allah. Ibrahim will say, No, no, no. Allah is angry today like he's never been before. And don't you remember I told a lie? Don't you remember when I said my wife Sarah was my, my, my sister? She wasn't. Remember when I said I was sick and I really wasn't sick? I lied in my life. It wasn't even a real lie. But he's scared. He's worried. He goes, no, I'm not the one. Today, Allah is angry like never before. Then he says, why don't you go to Musa? They'll go to Moses. Moses will say the same thing. No, I can't do it. Why can't you do it? He would say, don't you remember I killed a person? I killed a person. Not intentional, but I did. I'm scared for myself today. What do you want me to do? They'll go to Isa. And ask Isa, Ya Isa, please, Ishfa'alana, Jesus, intercede for us. Let the day of judgment begin. Isa will say, No, Allah is angry today, like no other day. And he says, The Prophet says, but Isa won't even say a sin that he did. He won't say anything. He'll just be like, I'm not going. He'll say, Y'all need to go to Muhammad. Ithabu ila Muhammad, sallallahu so they go to Muhammad and they say, Ya Muhammad, Anta Rasulullah, you are the prophet of Allah, wa khatim al-anbiya, you are the last prophet, you are the seal. You know they say, when you finish off something good, how do you finish it? You say, Alhamdulillah. So when Allah finished the prophets off, he finished it off with Muhammad. You feel it, right? It's done. He finished it with Muhammad because it's done now. So he'll say, Ya Muhammad, you are the final one. 
Allah has forgiven your sins. Ishfa' lana. Please, please go intercede. Don't you see what we're going to? And the narration says, he'll say, Ana, I'll do it. That is my role. Fantalaqa fa'ati taht al arsh. He says, I will go. You need to picture this. I will go and I will stand underneath the throne of God. I will sit underneath the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fa'aqa'asajidan. And I will sit, I will fall down in prostration, just fall on my face. And at that moment, Allah will open my heart to such words of praise that I have never even said or imagined before. And I will praise Allah with these words that I don't even know what they are. But in that moment, Allah will inspire my heart and I will say these words. And then Allah will say to me, Ya Muhammad, irfa' ra'sak, sal tu'ti, washfa' tushfa'. Oh Muhammad, lift your head. Lift your head. Ask, you'll be given. Oh Muhammad, intercede, I'll accept whatever you want. I will raise my head and I will say, Ummati, my Ummah, us, y'all. He'll raise his head on the day of judgment and the first thing he will say is I'm worried about Asid, I'm worried about Haytham, I'm worried about Makairi, I'm worried about Safiya, I'm worried about Sarah. That's the first thing he says when he says Ummati, me and you, y'all. فَيُقَالُوا يَا مُحَمَّدْ أَدْخِلِ الْجَنَّةِ مِنْ أُمَّتَكَ Yes, take into Jannah with you a group with no hisab. A group with no hisab. وَالَّذِي نَفْسِ بِيَدِي إِنَّمَا بَيْنَ مَسْرَعَهَا This is a side thing. We'll talk about this later. The Prophet says these people will go into Jannah and he says that between the two door posts, like the two, the frame, the Prophet said, as they walk into Jannah, between one uh, what's it called? The frame of the door and the other frame of the door. The Prophet ﷺ said the distance between them is like the distance between Mecca and Bain al Mecca wa Hijr. Between Mecca and the Persian, Persian uh, Iran. The Prophet saying that's how large the door is. So here is the Prophet ﷺ interceding. What is he asking Allah? The narration continues that he is asking Allah, Ya Allah, begin the day of judgment and allow my ummah into Jannah. And so from next week, we will talk in a little bit more detail about this, but then we move on to the reckoning and something very difficult, which is the scales, getting our book, and moving through the Day of Judgment, inshallah ta'ala. Today was a heavy day, uh, but I know we covered some things that give us a lot of hope. Um, the Day of Judgment is going to be hard before that, before the Prophet's intercession. Um, but there are things that we can do, and a lot of it has to do with helping humanity, helping people, looking for those doors of goodness all around you, um, and never lose hope because that's what shaitan wants you to do. He wants you to feel like you don't deserve Allah's mercy, but you do. You know how you know you deserve it? Because when the prophet raises his hand, the head, the first thing he says is about you. That's how you know that you, are, you deserve Allah's mercy. So may Allah have mercy on our prophet, sallallahu May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our sins. And may Allah make us of those people who are under the throne on the day of judgment. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khair.